Hello and welcome to the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. If you wish to hear other messages, they are available for free at our website and also as podcast or iTunes. Look for us in the Apple iTunes store under the Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. There are all kinds of information in the world today, and it's broadcast through different kinds of media. And many things out there proclaim themselves to be true. Most people have even yet created their own brand or form or variety of the truth. And there are many that think that there is no absolute truth out there, that there are only views and opinions and perspectives. But with all of that, we must be careful. We need to be very careful with what we choose to listen to, because not everything out there is true. The reality is that the world is full of lies and deceit and error. It is actually very hard to find the truth broadcasts out there. And yet somehow, many people are exposed to the truth, but yet they prefer to believe the lies of this world because it feels better or seems more convenient at the moment. But one thing is certain. What we choose to ultimately listen to and take as truth is what will one day dictate our own outcome, for better or for worse. Please stay with us as we look together into what God's Word has to say about this. Let us pray to the Lord together. Lord God, Heavenly Father, blessing and honor and glory be to you, O Lord, for you are good and for your mercy is everlasting. For there is no one like you, O Lord. Heavenly Father, blessed are you for all the things that you have done for the love and grace and mercy that you have shown to us. Heavenly Father, Lord, I give you thanks for your Son, Jesus Christ. I give you thanks for the salvation and the grace and the eternal life that we have through Him. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for your Word and for your Holy Spirit. I pray humbly, O Lord God, that you please forgive my sins. And Heavenly Father, I pray, O Lord, that you may use me for your honor and glory. I pray for each person that is listening right now. Lord God, work in their hearts and help them understand and hear it, Lord, as it is coming from you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Our scripture passage reading today is found in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 22, verse 1 to 9. This is the word of the Lord. Then the inhabitants of Jerusalem made Ahaziah, his youngest son, king in his place. For the raiders who came with the Arabians into the camp had killed all of the older sons. So Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, reigned. Ahaziah was 42 years old when he became king, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Athaliah, the granddaughter of Omri. He also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother advised him to do wickedly. Therefore he did evil in the sight of the Lord, like the house of Ahab, for they were his counselors after the death of his father, to his destruction. He also followed their advice and went with Jehoram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, to war against Hazael, king of Syria, at Ramoth-Gilead. And the Syrians wounded Joram. Then he returned to Jezreel, to recover from the wounds which he had received at Ramah, when he fought against Hazael, king of Syria, and Azariah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to see Jehoram, the son of Ahab, in Jezreel, because he was sick. His going to Joram was God's occasion 
for Ahaziah's downfall. For when he arrived, he went out with Jehoram against Jehu, the son of Nimshi, whom the Lord had anointed to cut off the house of Ahab. And it happened when Jehu was executing judgment on the house of Ahab and found the princes of Judah and the sons of Ahaziah's brothers, who served Ahaziah, that he killed them. Then he searched for Ahaziah, and they caught him. He was hiding in Samaria, and brought him to Jehu. When they had killed him, they buried him, because they said, He is the son of Jehoshaphat, who sought the Lord with all his heart. So the house of Ahaziah had no one to assume power over the kingdom. In essence, this is probably the easiest conclusion that can be drawn from this passage. That Ahaziah did evil before the Lord because he chose to listen to the wrong people. So today's message is very simple, yet imperative. That we need to be careful with who we listen to. We need to be careful with who we get our advice from. If we want to lead truly blessed lives while we pass by this thing called life. Because this life is transitory and temporary. It may not feel like that many times, but it is, especially if we compare it to the grand scheme of things and to the uncertainty that it possesses. This may not be your typical Christmas message, but yet it points to the main figure and center of what we should be celebrating, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. But before we go there, we need to understand certain practical approaches that will hopefully turn into guidelines for those that really want to be blessed by the Lord and lead lives with eternal purposes, the kind that God will write in the book of their lives because we each have a book of what we do, that we did what was right and pleasing before the Lord, and that we are worthy through Jesus Christ and the good works we have done looking to honor Him, to enter His kingdom and receive the rewards He has for those that love Him. Because, ladies and gentlemen, God cares about what you do. If salvation was the only thing God was after, then there would be no need for much of the Bible to have been written. And we know that every single thing written in the Word of God has a reason and a purpose. That's why Jesus Christ himself said in Matthew chapter 5, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And so many can say that faith in Christ is all based on grace, which is true. But if there is no product, no good works to show that faith in Christ, then there is no grace, no salvation, no evidence of the presence of the Holy Spirit in their life. For in the same passage that many base this so-called theology, that it's only about grace and not to worry about the works, clarifies that this grace we have in Christ has a definite purpose, a reason, a why for this great salvation we receive through grace in Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 10 says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Our salvation has a purpose. Jesus Christ is God, but we know that he is God by the things he has done, starting with the creation of all things, because through him all things were created. 
Jesus Christ did not only say that he was the Son of God, but displayed it in everything he did, from being born into this sin-ridden world, taking on the humblest form, living like us, being tempted constantly by Satan, healing the sick, freeing the captive, preaching his Father's kingdom, feeding the hungry, shedding light on all humanity, allowing for himself to be captured, being tried and punished unjustly, allowing for himself to be flogged and nailed to a cross, ultimately dying for the sins of the world. And finally, being raised from the dead at the third day, defeating death and sin, and rising to his rightful position by sitting at the right hand of God. That is all action, works, lasting and eternal works. Those same works that allow us to have what we're able to have through faith in Jesus Christ. And through the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, His fruit also is based on the works that love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control produce. Love is shown. Joy is shown. Peace is shown. Long-suffering or patience is shown. Kindness is shown. Goodness is shown, faithfulness is shown, gentleness is shown, and self-control is shown in those that have the Holy Spirit in their lives as the evidence that He is indwelling them through faith in Jesus Christ. Good works, my friends, need to be the product of our lives in order for there to be true faith in Jesus Christ. And God is writing all of that down. The good and the bad things we do with our lives. For it is also written in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the following. Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to Him. For we must all, every single person, all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are well known to God and I also trust are well known in your consciences. And so just like it was written of this King Ahaziah that he did evil in the sight of the Lord, like the house of Ahab, it will one day be written of us depending on what we choose to do and follow in our lives, whether our actions were pleasing in the sight of the Lord or evil in the sight of the Lord. One thing is very certain, and that is that God is watching every single one of us. He is the main witness that is seeing what we do along with so many others that surround us. And that is why we are counseled in Hebrews chapter 12 in the following manner. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Everyone is watching everyone, but even far more important, God is watching everyone. This is the main reason for why we need to be so careful with who we listen to because what we do is what will determine the outcome of our lives and our eternal standing before the Lord God Almighty. That is why the beginning of knowledge or wisdom is the fear of the Lord by having the knowledge that God is God and that on Him rests what happens with our lives here and now but more importantly in eternity 
and that knowing that truth is what should help us be mindful of what we listen to, which in turn dictates what we wind up doing. Having said all of that, what is the practical approach we should take in filtering out what is good and not good? How should we determine who we should listen to? The first challenge to overcome is defining what is truth. For today's society, truth is relative or a matter of perspective. What may be true to someone may not be true to someone else. That's what they will tell you. And so the variations are endless if truth is defined as such. But by definition, if truth was in fact relative, then it is false or untrue because the truth defines something as absolute, unchangeable, defined, and that can stand the test of time. Truth by definition is something immovable and perpetual. That's why if a person defines something that is relative as truth, then it is something false. I submit to you as something that comes close to truth, and you will see why later. If you will, the concept of scientific laws. In science, there is hypothesis, which is defined as a supposition or proposed explanation made on basis of limited evidence as a starting point for further investigation. Then there is theory, and the theory is defined as a set of accepted beliefs or organized principles that explain and guide analysis. A theory is not a law, but it is something that is more established than a hypothesis. Now, a scientific law is a description of an observed phenomenon. In other words, a law is just something that is. And so we have the law of gravity, for instance, which is less abstract, and we all experience it in more than one way. And the law of gravity cannot be refuted because it is not relative. The law of gravity is not affected by perspective. For instance, birds may be able to fly, but if they stop flying and resisting gravity, they fall. And of course, we experience gravity at every moment, from what may not be so obvious, like everything on this planet flying off into the depths of space, to the more obvious, like jumping off of a, of a high building without something to help us resist the effects of the law of gravity. If we jump off of a building, we will fall, and fall hard. No matter who you are, no matter what you have, no matter what you think is or is not possible. And the funny thing is that gravity is invisible to our human eyes. We cannot see gravity, yet it is very real, and its effects are very real, and how we experience it on a daily basis is also very real. There is no defying the law of gravity. However, no matter how real the law of gravity is, it may not always be there from the supposition that gravity may one day end. The law of gravity is present on this earth and in other planetary forms as we know it, but will it always exist? That remains to be seen. And so, even a scientific law may not necessarily be truth because it may change or not exist anymore at some point. We just don't know. And so, what is truth? If truth has to meet the criteria we mentioned before, then it is something that needs to transcend space, time, and dimensions. It must be something that is always true, no matter what. It is true here in the United States and true in every other country around the world. It must be something that was true before the creation of this world, centuries ago, yesterday, today, tomorrow, for all eternity. In order for truth to be what it is, it must be something that is true in this world, in this solar system, in this galaxy, and the infinity of space. 
Truth must be true in the microscopic and in the invisible. Truth must be true in the physical and the spiritual realm. Do you understand what truth must be in order for it to be considered truth? Truth is something ideal and eternal and perfect. And so, this is how we can tell that if something is true, because it's something of extreme value, something that can be trusted through and through, and for truth to pass a test, it cannot have any kind of imperfection in it. Truth is perfect. And so, if we want the qualities of truth to take place in our lives, then we must listen to truth and make it part of our lives. That is the incredible power truth possesses and the great ability we have been given as created beings. We have the ability to absorb truth, to become part of truth, to form unity with truth, so that we too can take on the characteristics of truth. This is why we must be able to understand what truth is and what true is not. What are lies, deceit, and falsehood? For starters, since we have contact with each other as human beings, we must first consider the source, as in the person we are listening to, and learn to see if they are speaking truth or not. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 to 17 says this, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. So one way of knowing if a person is sharing truth with you is by observing their fruits. What are they doing? It doesn't mean that you are condemning a person for what they are doing or not doing, but you need to understand where they are at. And the only way you can tell is by seeing what they are doing, by observing their actions. Is there good fruit being produced in their life or something else? Are they doing those things that ultimately flow from the truth? In Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 21, it says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is a way you can tell if a person is investing in truth and that they are doing things that transcend this temporary world. If they are less focused on the here and now and more focused on eternity, on the things to come. And of course, that is what should be the focus of our own lives. Are we more worried about the here and now, the temporary, the things that are one day here and gone the next? Or are we concerned more with the eternal, with the lasting with the truth. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 25, tells us about the things that show if a person is aligned with the Spirit of God, with the truth, where it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. This fruit are all God traits, things that were and are displayed by the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. And so, this is part of or related to the truth. The flesh is passing, and so nothing in the flesh is truth. And that includes things that are subject to the flesh. The Spirit is not passing. 
The spirit lasts forever. The spirit is truth. It possesses the same characteristics as the truth. This is ultimately the definition of truth. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The truth is a person. It's Jesus Christ. Quite frankly, truth cannot be anything else because Jesus Christ is the only one that meets the characteristics of the truth. And so, in order to see if we can listen to someone or not, we need to be able to see if they possess the characteristics that belong to Christ and that they are sharing things that belong to Christ that come from the Word of God because the Word of God is Christ as well. This is ultimate truth. That's why in our search for truth, we must learn how to spot the truth, how to understand when a person is talking about the truth or not. And we also need to keep in mind that all of us, while still in the flesh, cannot put our trust on people because the flesh is temporary and corruptible. We are all imperfect. But if the truth is in us, then we can listen to those things that come from the truth, that come from the Lord. Otherwise, if we trust blindly in the flesh, in people, then we reap those same consequences. In Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5 to 8, it says this, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. And so we cannot trust blindly and completely in each other. And least of all in ourselves, we can only trust in the truth and the things that come from the truth that are part of the truth. There are generally two sources in life for all knowledge. There is God and there is the devil and the world. There is truth and there is the lie. The world is ultimately under the dominion of the devil. And so if you listen to the world's advice, then you are listening to the devil's advice. There's only good and bad in this world. And if you want good for your life, then you need to search for the truth. You need to cling on to Christ and everything that comes from Him through other people. Otherwise, if you listen to the flesh and you listen to the things that come from the flesh, then you will only gather for yourself corruption. For it is written in Galatians chapter 6, it says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. That is what ultimately happened to this King Ahaziah. He listened to his mother Athaliah, who was only teaching him what was evil and wrong before God. He listened to Ahab's family, and all they did was give him evil advice. Even though he was king, his kingdom only lasted one year, and he got himself killed because he heard and obeyed lies, deceit, evil, and sinfulness. He cut his time short here and now, but even far worse, he destroyed his eternity. 
The only memory that was left of him before the sight of the Lord was that he did evil in the sight of the Lord like the house of Ahab. That's it. That was his legacy. That was his big triumph. That was his success, his record, the story of his life, that he did evil before the Lord. That's what happens when you don't listen to the truth. You will not have any good fruit, any good works. Your life will be as if it never existed and you will be forgotten for all eternity, absent from the presence of God and present only in a place where there is no life, no peace, no glory, no reward. A place where there's only misery and pain and fear and torment forever and ever. Do you see just how important it is, how necessary it is to know who you listen to? Do you see the importance for truth in your life? How do you want to be seen before the Lord? What do you want for yourself for all eternity? Do you want to live forever before the Lord, enjoying all of those things He has prepared for those that love Him? Or do you want for your life to be meaningless, temporary, and nothing to show for it in the end, and even worse, to have an end where there is no life, where there is only death, pain, suffering, torment, and fear? The choice is all yours. My most excellent advice to you is to seek the truth of God in Christ Jesus and become one with His truth, only listening to Him and learning to listen to Him through people that also desire to have truth in their lives so that you can gain everything you can have through Christ. Choose wisely who you listen to day after day for your own good and for the good of those that surround you. God's love is immeasurable. He is not a selfish God, but actually quite the contrary. He is a very good, caring, and sharing God. He made us with incredible capacities. And if we learn to cling on to Him, to His truth, we can have a beginning with no end. Immortality is within our grasp through Jesus Christ. But in order to have this immortality, this eternal life, and the reward that He speaks of, we must aim to understand what truth is. And we must desire to have His truth become a part of our lives. We must live His truth. And the great gift He has given us is His Word, the Holy Bible. We can find God, the answer to life itself, the reason for all things in its pages, in the Bible, we have the complete counsel of God from Genesis to Revelation. But we must be sensitive to Him. We must learn how to listen to Him. We must make His truth an integral part of our lives. We need to know how to listen for Him all around us because He desires to use other people in our lives just like He desires to use us in other people's lives. He has created a wonderful cycle of perpetual life through the work of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. But we need to be careful with who we listen to. We can't pay attention to everyone or everything. There may be people that may even have potentially good intentions, but if they're allowing themselves to be influenced by the flesh, by the world, ultimately by Satan himself, even unknowingly, you should not listen to them. We can't take as truth things that are in error or at odds with God with the truth. We have immovable truth in God because it is the person of God Himself. There is no other truth. 
God is immovable, unchangeable, perfect, and eternal. Nothing can affect the person of God. God is here on earth, in space, and in the entire universe, in the visible and in the invisible, in this dimension and whatever other dimensions may exist. Jesus, God, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was there at the beginning. He has been there all of this time, and He will certainly be there at the end. He is the great I Am. I would urge you to listen to Him, and only to Him, to His Word, so you can have eternal life and eternal reward, things that also form part of His truth that will remain forever and ever. I encourage you to listen only to Him. There is no truth in anything else. Only the Lord is truth. Listen to Him. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, Lord, You are ultimate truth. You are unchangeable. And the only perspective that matters, that should matter to us, is Your perspective, is what You see, and how you see things. That's all that should matter. Because one day, Lord God, every single person will stand before your throne and will have to give an answer. Heavenly Father, help us to understand that. Help us, O oh Lord, to be mindful of that. Help us to know through and through that when this life is over, when it's all said and done, we will need to give an account. Heavenly Father, and the greatest account that we will have to give is what we did with your salvation. That if in fact Jesus came into our lives and we had him in our hearts, what we did with him. Heavenly Father, you expect fruit. You expect good works out of us because that is the reason for why you saved us to be able to do those things that please you and ultimately bring you honor and glory forever and ever, Lord God. Heavenly Father, help us to understand this truth, Lord God. Help us to understand that you are truth and that we must follow your truth and that we must remain in your truth and we must become one with your truth, with Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I pray for every person that is listening. I pray, O oh Lord, Heavenly Father, that they may understand this, Lord God, through and through, and that they might make you the most important part of their lives, that they may understand that you are truth. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks, and I praise you, O oh God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look through God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer or someone to talk to, please email us through our website. We would love to help. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.